Welcome to the Faith Heights Church audio podcast. We pray that this message will bless you and feed your faith as you listen in today. Somebody say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Somebody say praise the Lord. Somebody say praise the Lord. You know, uh, it's funny, me and Rachel say that a lot, um, because it's better than saying other things. Um, You know, when things aren't going right, when things are going right, praise the Lord all the time. We did it first as we're kind of imitating Mark Hankins. You know, he's got that really deep voice, and he's like, praise the Lord. Well, I don't have that deep of a voice, so it's just praise the Lord. But it's a good habit to get into because it puts you in an attitude of thankfulness all the time, no matter the situation, no matter the trial. Right? The Bible says uh, rejoice during trials and temptations. That's the opposite of what you want to do, right? I know for me, it's more like moan and groan and cry and throw a pity party and, oh, why me? But if you say praise the Lord, I think that changes your perception. Um, Puts your faith in God. It puts him in the conversation. Amen? All right, so I'm going to preach about something that um, I don't hear. It's actually a big topic in the Bible. I don't hear too often uh, preachers talk about it, but it's a very important subject. So important, I was like, hmm, how how often is it mentioned in the Bible as opposed to like love or faith or grace? So this word is mentioned 222 times in the Bible, around, depends on the translation that you read. Uh, Love is mentioned just over 300 times. Okay, so and faith is mentioned around 270 times, and grace is mentioned around 171 times in the Bible. So it's pretty important. 222 times, it's like right, right in the middle, right? So we're going to talk about something. Let's go to 1 Kings 3, the suspense. What is it? What are we talking about? 222 times? That's a lot. It is a lot. And I think it's important, and it's something we need to talk about. So 1 Kings chapter 3. And we're going to start in verse 3, and we're going to read through verse 14. I'm going to read this out of the New Living Translation. I hear Bibles turning. How many of you guys are there? Say there. There. Okay, good. All right. So it says, Solomon loved the Lord and followed all the decrees of his father David, except that Solomon too offered sacrifices and burned incense at the local places of worship. The most important of these places of worship was at Gibeon. So the king went there and sacrificed 1,000 burnt offerings. Wow, that's a lot. The night the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream, and God said, What do you want? Ask, and I will give it to you. Wow, that's pretty cool. What if God showed up in your dream and was like, Ask for anything that you want? Ooh, what would you ask for? Ferrari. I mean, if we're being honest, uh, maybe a billion dollars. Billions dollars. It's my Trump voice for the night. Like I said, it's the only voice I can do, so I'm just going to milk it as long as I can. Um, what would you ask for? Maybe uh, immortality, although I don't know why you would ask for that. I'm just assuming. Um, what about uh, healthy life? No sickness, no disease, no nothing. Um, What about perfect relationships with everybody you encounter, everybody that's close to you, everybody that you love? Pretty good things to ask for, right? 
All right, where am I? Ask and I will give it to you. Solomon replied, you showed me great and faithful love to your servant, my father David, because he was honest and true and faithful to you. And you have continued to show this great and faithful love to him today by giving him a son to sit on his throne. Now, O Lord, my God, you have made me king instead of my father, David, but I am like a little child who doesn't know his way around. Huh. He's showing thankfulness and he's showing humility. And I am here in, and I am, excuse me, here I am in the midst of your own chosen people, a nation so great and numerous they cannot be counted. So right there he's recognizing that he's not able in and of his own strength to be king. I mean, think about it. You're about to lead a whole nation. Probably feel underqualified, right? Probably feel like there's someone that could be better um, than you. He had other siblings. It could have been somebody else. But the Lord chose Solomon. Hmm. What does he ask for? He says, give me an understanding heart so that I can govern your people well and know the difference between right and wrong. For who by myself is a, for who by himself is able to govern this great people of yours? Check this out. Highlight it. Underline it. Uh, take a picture of it with your phone. What does it say? The Lord was pleased that Solomon asked for wisdom. Please the Lord. So God replied, "Because you have asked for wisdom in governing my people with justice, and have not asked for a long life or wealth." Or the death of your enemies. Oh, I guess you could have asked for that too. Kill that person who uh, almost ran me off the road. Yeah, he didn't ask for that. He says, I'll give you what you asked for. I'll give you a wise and understanding heart, such as no one else has had or ever will have. And check this out. And I will also give you what you did not ask for. Riches and fame. No other king in all the world will be compared to you for the rest of your life. And if you follow me and obey my decrees and my commands as your father, as your father David did, I will give you a long life. So guess what we're talking about tonight? We're going to talk about wisdom. The title of my message is called Wise Up. Wise Up. We need, all, we need to all be in the mode of obtaining more wisdom. We're going to talk about how important it is. It's really important. It's just... Um, it's up there. It may not be as important as love, faith, or hope, but it's up there. Like I said, the Bible talks about it 222 times. I think if the Bible talks about something that many times, we should pay attention to it, right? Amen? All right, let, I'm just going to pray over the service real quick before I continue. Father God, we thank you for today. Thank you for tonight. Lord, give me uh, words to speak. Lord, give these people uh, ears to hear and eyes to see all you have for them and for us tonight in your word. Help me to speak boldly as I ought to and give us revelation and insight onto what wisdom is and how we can obtain it. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. amen. All right, I'm going to share a really dumb story. Um, so I was playing this video game called Madden NFL 20, and for those of you who don't know what that is, it's just a football game on my PlayStation 4. Me and my friends, we have this little league. We're each a different team. I'm the Chicago Bears in this league, and I was playing, and you know, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing, and so it finally gets to the fourth quarter, and I'm tied with the Detroit Lions 14-14. I get the ball with like two minutes left. Man, this is my time. I'm going to go down, I'm going to drive, and I'm just going to score a touchdown or kick a field goal, and I'm going to win. And that's exactly what I was doing. I was going down, I was, I was balling, you know, fake run, screen pass. Some of you are thinking, like, what are you talking about? 
Um, anyway, I got all the way down to the two-yard line with 13 seconds left. I'm about to win this thing. I'm thinking to myself, woo! It's just a video game, I know. But I, get, I got a little excited. You know, when there's bragging rights at stake, um, you kind of just get a little excited about those things. So I got 13 seconds left. I'm about to win the game. And I hit the button to click the field goal. What I didn't, what I forgot, it's not that I didn't know it, what I forgot is that the time runs off a little bit when you pick a play. So by the time I picked the play, hit the button to kick the field goal, it hit zero before the guy hiked the ball. Want to know what the stupid part is? Is I had a timeout that I could have used to just stop the time and then kick the field goal. So you want to know what happened next? We went into overtime. I didn't get the ball. They drove down and scored a touchdown, and I lost. Terrible. I was furious. And it ruined my night. I'm not going to lie. I was grumpy. I know it's a video game, but I was grumpy. It was terrible. I'm thinking to myself, all I had to do was use the timeout. I knew I had a timeout. Why didn't I use it? See, I had knowledge of the timeout, but I didn't use the timeout. And that's what wisdom is. Wisdom is not knowledge. You can have all the knowledge in the world, but unless you apply that knowledge and apply what you've learned, you're not wise. And that's what wisdom is. I'll give you the definition of wisdom from the good old Google. It says, number one, the ability to discern inner qualities and relationships. Cool, that's pretty good. The uh, second one, and this is kind of the, uh, what it mostly means. It says, the ability to use your knowledge and experience to make good decisions and judgments. Hmm. So it's not enough just to learn about stuff. It's not enough just to learn about the Bible. It's not enough because you have to apply it. Are you using what you're learning in church? Are you using what you're learning if you're listening to podcasts or reading your Bible? Are you using it? You know, it's, it's, are you just taking it in, taking it in, or is it going in one ear and out the other? Because if you keep obtaining knowledge and never actually use it, then are you a wise person? Actually, you're the opposite, right? If you keep learning and you gather all this knowledge and you don't use it, I guess that would make you a dumb person? I don't know. I'm being honest, right? What's the opposite of wise? Unwise. Oh, thank you, Candy. That's a lot nicer. I was going to say I was dumb for not using the timeout. I, I was unwise. Thank you, Candy. But I like what it says, too, the ability to discern inner qualities and relationships. I think that's huge, and that's key, and that's something that's actually um, coming up um, people are finding out that successful people have this thing called EQ. You know, IQ, what you learn in school, you know, you get your IQ and you can either, they either say you're really smart or maybe not so smart. Um, but they're saying that successful people, if they actually have a high IQ or a high EQ, they'll be more successful than somebody who has an, a high IQ. And you're probably thinking to yourself, what is EQ? It's emotional intelligence. What is emotional intelligence? It's your ability to read people. It's your ability to communicate to people. Um, are you completely naive when somebody tells you, like, for example, your wife says nothing when you ask her what's wrong? Right? 
a wise person would know, hey, something's wrong. If she says nothing, that means something big. <laughs> right? I'm not going to lie, I do it too to Rachel. She'll ask me, what's wrong? And I'm like, nothing. She knows something's wrong. I'll give her the cold shoulder. I won't talk to her. I get the silent treatment. Huh, mom? Yeah, she used to hate that growing up. Because if I was mad at my mom, I just didn't talk to her. And I got slapped for not talking. Like, there's not winning. I got in trouble because I talk too much, and then I don't talk, and I still get in trouble. But anyway, that's, that's what EQ is, emotional intelligence. And he'll give you wisdom on how to deal with people. That's pretty crucial, right? Especially if you're a leader of a business or, you know, a church or, we you know, we, or retail, a manager. Um, EQ is very vital. Um, how you talk to people, the tone, inflection, all that. Well, we're not, we're not getting into that, but he'll give you wisdom concerning that. That's super cool. It's not just knowledge and um, facts and truth, but also how to deal with people. That's... I think that's really cool. That's what wisdom means. So like I said, wisdom is greater than knowledge because it means you know how to apply the knowledge you've learned. Maybe the reason some things haven't shown up in our lives is because we haven't been asking for wisdom on these things. Right? Whatever it may be, finances, direction, jobs, dealing with people, maybe that the boss you don't like or the employee, the co-employee that you don't like. Maybe it's your siblings. Maybe it's your uh, spouse. Are we asking for wisdom on these things? Or are we just praying to God that he fi magically fixes the problem? Because that's not what Solomon asked for. He could have asked for, like he said, the death of his enemies or riches or health. But he asked for wisdom. And see, by asking for wisdom, all those things would happen anyway because he was wise. What's the point of asking for money if you don't know how to manage it? Amen? I mean, if somebody gifted you with $2 million right now, would you even know what to do with it? Maybe, yeah. Some of you are like, yes, some of you are like, I'm not, I'm not doing anything, don't look at me. I'm gonna be honest, right now, I don't, I'm not 100% on how you deal with that kind of money. So why would I expect God to give me something of that magnitude if I don't even know how to manage it? There's this little word in the Bible called stewardship, and it's super important. You know, a lot of times we want all the blessings, we want all the, the fancy stuff, you know, that, all the promises of God, but do we know how to manage the promises of God, right? Some of us are complaining about our prayers that have been answered. We got the dream job, Right? We, we believed God for this dream job, and we were happy in it for six months. And now you're finding out that it's not so much a dream because there's people there. And when people can sometimes have problems, maybe that boss isn't as great as you thought, maybe the employee's not as great as you thought, maybe uh, the hours don't work, you know, whatever it may be. But it's the job you prayed for. Interesting. Ooh, I'm getting you guys thinking. A lot of you, you're like, hmm, hmm, hmm. See how important wisdom is? See, before you ask for something now, I think we all need to ask for the wisdom on how to manage it, wisdom on how to um, discern what to do. 
Instead of asking God, hey, God, please make my kids better. They just scream all the time. Maybe you need to ask God instead on wisdom on how to be a better parent to your kid. Amen? Uh, what about, uh, like, I already went through finances. Instead of asking God to bless you with finances, maybe ask for wisdom first on how to be a better manager of your finances, right? You guys okay? Is this good? This is Wednesday night. I usually don't go this hard on Sunday, so you guys are like, you guys are up there. But this is super important. The more I started digging into wisdom, I became so thankful that I have a God that would give me wisdom. You can get wisdom from the creator of the universe. Whoa! So maybe you're not super smart right now. Guess what? You can be super smart. The Bible says the Holy Spirit will teach you all things. He'll show you things to come. How does wisdom work with that? With that, Well, wisdom is you hear what the Holy Spirit says and then you do it, right? It's not just listening to God um, and what he says. It's actually being a doer of the word, right? Amen? Is this okay? You guys handling it all right? All right. So this is kind of uh, what it sums up to. This is the whole point of this message is that wisdom is the foundation of which a successful and long life is built upon. I'm going to say that again. Wisdom is the foundation of which a successful and long life is built upon. Because when you have wisdom, you're not only learning about love, but you're applying love. You're not only learning about faith, but you're applying faith. Amen? You're not only learning about how to manage people, you actually know and are doing what you've learned to manage those people. Right? You're not only reading stuff to become a better leader, you're actually applying that stuff to become a better leader or a finance person or a plumber or electrician, right? You're, you're a wise electrician because you've learned how to be that and you've applied it. What's the point if you learned how to be an electrician and then you never applied that to your job? Well, you probably get fired, right? So wisdom's crucial. Wisdom is crucial. So I guess then, well, how do we get wisdom? Anybody know? It's not that hard. Do we want to find out? That the Bible's act, Bible actually says how to get wisdom. Go to James. James 1. And we're going to read verses 5 through 8 out of the New King James Version. James is... That's kind of far from... First Kings. If you guys have your Bible on your phone, it might be a little faster than guys on your pages. I still, I'm not going to lie to you, I still like my, uh, I got the tabs for my Bible. Not all my Bibles, just some of my Bibles. So that way I'm fast. It makes me faster. You're a pastor and you have tabs on your Bible? Yeah, well guess what? I can go to verse faster than you can. All right, James 1, 5 through 8. What does it say? If any of you lacks wisdom, what's, what's the, what does it say right here? Let him, what? Ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Oh, that's easy, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, well, let's keep reading, though. There's a but right there. But let him, what? Ask in faith. Ooh. With no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man and stable in all his ways. Well, I like the first part of that. I don't know if I like the last couple verses of that, but it's truth. And guess what the Bible says? The truth will set you free, right? You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. So if any of you, does anybody ever lack wisdom at times? That was like half of you. Does anybody ever lack wisdom at times? Every hand should be going up. So what do we need to do? Ask of God. Not just ask of God. Yes, ask of God in faith not wavering, not doubting. Check out what the uh, um, Amplified Classic Version says. It says, if any of you is deficient in wisdom, I shall get it up there. There it is. If any of you is deficient in wisdom, let him ask of the giving God, who gives to everyone liberally and ungrudgingly, without reproaching or fault-finding, and it will be given to him. See, what's so cool is he's not going to make fun of you for asking. Isn't that super cool? How many times do we make fun of people for asking us dumb questions? But that's not God. Because guess what? Every question we're going to ask him is going to be a dumb question. Because he knows everything. And he's just, he, but he wants you to ask him. He's like, oh, I, I got the answer for you. And he's excited. He's ready. How many of us are actually asking for it? Only it must be in faith that he asks with no wavering. So what does that mean? No, hes- no hesitating, no doubting. For the one who wavers, hesitates and doubts, is like the billowing surge out of a sea that is blown hither and thither and tossed by the wind. For truly, let not such a person imagine that he will receive anything he asks from the Lord. For being as he is a man of two minds, hesitating, dubious, I should have learned how to... Irresolute? Yeah, what you said. He is unstable and unreliable and uncertain about everything he thinks, feels, and decides. Whoa. That's some heavy stuff right there, right? So what does this mean? What does it mean to be double-minded? Hey, Dre, can you come up here for a second? This is my brother. Can you give him a hand clap? He didn't know I was going to do this. I just came up with this on the spot. All right, so take my hand. Oh, yeah, that hand. Okay, so this is what it means to be double-minded, okay? All right, so we're going this way. Oh, I don't like that way. Let's go this way. Oh, I don't like that way. Let's go this way. Hmm, let's try over here. Yeah, I like over here. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the direction you want me to go, right, God? Oh, no, I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm hearing God on that. Uh-oh. Are we, are we moving anywhere? Yeah, we're moving a lot here, but are we actually getting to our destination, which is the back of the room? No. We have to make a choice. You know, God would be more happy with you. No, excuse me. He's always happy with you. He'd rather you make a choice and it be the wrong one than to do this. Because guess what? If I go here... I'm still going to get to the back of the room. This is the fastest way to get to the back of the room. 
but I'm still going to get to the back of the room, right? So even if this is what I was supposed to do, right? And maybe for some reason I just didn't listen to God totally on what I was supposed to do, and I took this way. Well, guess what? I'm still going to get to the back of the room, right? It's just going to be a lot longer. And if you want to be like uh, Candy, we're going to go over here. I'm just kidding. I'm just, just joking. We're going to go this way. But guess what? We're still going to go to the back of the room, right? We're still going to get there. This is a really long way. But see, as long as you go, you, you will get to your destination. God is good at detours. Are you okay? You just want to be up here the whole time? No? All right. You can go sit down. Give him a hand clap. He did so good. Right? But that's what it means to be a double-minded person. You want to go this way? Ah, no, we're going to change course. Ah, no. And you actually don't get anywhere. How is that person supposed to receive anything of the Lord? You're doubting every step you take. And when you're in that state, good luck hearing from God because you're going to question anything that comes to you in prayer or through the word. Does God really mean that? Uh, No, he'd rather you just make a choice, right? Seek God. And even if you missed it, you'll still get there because he'll he'll, uh, recalculate you. He's really good at recalculating. But that always sticks with me when Pastor Matt came and said that. He's like, you got to keep moving, though. If you want the recalculating to work, if you park and stop, recalculating doesn't work. Because you got to keep moving. So just make a choice and just go. Believe you heard from God. And even if you didn't, you'll still get there. It might be a long way, but you'll still get to the back of the building. You'll still get to your destination. Amen? Where am I at here? All right, so what, what I like about this is asking for wisdom puts us in a humble state. That's why we can receive from God when we're in faith is because we're already coming to him humbly asking, I need your help. That's pretty humble to say that I need your help, right? Usually it's a prideful person that doesn't want help from anybody. But when you ask for wisdom, you're automatically putting yourself in a humble state. And God loves humility. He loves it. loves humility. Because he wants you to depend on him. It puts you in a state of dependence on God. And that's what faith is. He just wants you to trust him. He just wants you to depend on him. And that's what asking for wisdom does. It says, God, I don't know what to do. I need your help to tell me what to do. Father God, I don't, I don't know how to manage finances. I don't. See, the first step to solving your problem is admitting you have the problem. When you ask for wisdom, you're admitting, God, I can't do this on my own. Give me wisdom. Give me understanding. Give me knowledge and help me to actually apply the knowledge that you give me. And guess what? He will. He wants to. The only thing that will hinder you from um, being, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The only thing that will hinder you from, oh, what's the word I want to say? I lost it. Lord Jesus, what is the word? Mm. 
So the only thing that will hinder you from acting out the wisdom that God gives you is being double-minded. That's it. And what's being double-minded? Just wavering, just doubting. And guess what? If you feel doubt, that doesn't mean you're doubting. Actually, the very fact that you feel doubt means you're in faith. Because guess what? When you're stepping out in faith, are you for sure? Are you for sure going to know that you're going to make it? No, it's faith. But you have the promises of God to stand on. And you know you're going to make it. You know you're going to see the victory. It doesn't feel like it, but that's what faith is. We live by faith and not by sight. Faith can be scary sometimes, but just because it feels scary, that doesn't mean you're scared, right? Just because you feel doubt, just because doubt may be trying to plague your mind, that doesn't mean you're in doubt. When you're in doubt, your, uh, your actions will show it in your mouth. The whole book of James talks about the importance of the mouth. But I like how he starts the book off with wisdom. I think they're related. I know they're related. When you're talking doubt, when you're, because when you, people see you're wavering, you're speaking it. You're acting it, right? How many of you like hearing people all the time? They're just telling you they're 101 problems. You know? And you, we don't judge them. We just help them. Right? God loves you. You're going to make it. No, no, no. But this. But that. But this. But that. That's wavering, right? And we just need to repent. That's it. That's, that's, that's it. We just need to repent, move on, ask for forgiveness. This isn't a condemning message. This is just a message that will set you free. And sometimes when you're hearing messages like this, it hurts a little bit. Because maybe you're thinking about all the times that you've messed up. Maybe you're thinking of all the times that you weren't wise. It's in the past. The blood of Jesus covers you, cleanses you, washes it away, actually, into the sea of forgetfulness. That's what you do from this point forward that matters. So let's purpose tonight in our hearts that we will not be double-minded, and we will not doubt after we ask in faith. And guess what? If you're in a state where you, you just... You just like, uh, maybe, then don't ask yet. Be ready to ask in faith. Amen? You guys getting this? Is this okay? I know I asked that already, but you guys, if you could see my side. <laughs> but I think it's just condemnation trying to come to you right now. Like I said, maybe you've missed it in the past. I know I have. Like I said, that dumb story from last night, I missed it. And it was just a video game. How many of us have missed it, you know, um, hearing from God as to where, who we were going to marry or what we were going to do, or you maybe the bigger things in life? Well, the Bible says he makes all things work together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Maybe you didn't act wise in the past, but after tonight you will. Amen? All right. You guys got a little bit more in you? All right, let's go to, um, let's go to James 1.5. No, let's go to Proverbs 2, and we'll end with this. whole book of Proverbs is so good. Proverbs 2, and we're going to read verse 2 through verse 12, and I'm going to read out of the New Living Translation. All right, Proverbs 2. Verse 2 through 12. 
It says, tune your ears to wisdom, concentrate on understanding, cry out for insight and ask for understanding. He said it twice there. It must be pretty important to ask and uh, believe you receive understanding, right? Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord, and you will gain knowledge from God. For the Lord grants wisdom. Somebody say, praise the Lord. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. I like this one. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. Don't be thinking about somebody else who needs common sense. You need it. I need it. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. He guards the paths of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. Then you will understand what is right, just, and fair, and you will find the right way to go. Amen? For wisdom will enter your heart, and knowledge will fill you with joy. Wise choices will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. Wisdom will save you from evil people and from those words, and from whose words are twisted. Wow. That's super cool, huh? Wisdom will do that? Wisdom? And all I have to do is ask God for wisdom in faith? Just trust that he's going to give it to me. That's, that's it. Ask for wisdom and believe God's going to give it to you. That's it. It's not complicated. And if you've been double-minded in the past, just repent. Ask God for, forgive, for forgiveness, and he'll forgive you. It's that easy. Amen? Like I said, the Bible likens common sense to a treasure. Maybe a, like marriage stuff. Sometimes I don't say things that are um, right, and I, I think they're going to come out one way, and they don't. So let me give you this. Yeah, Rachel told her mom about this one. I think Carla was about to come over and slap me upside the head before the whole story was finished. All right, so one last story, and then we'll close. So I was trying to explain to Rachel this. So my friend invited me to go play uh, some, some board games next weekend. But it's a guy's thing. So, okay, so I had how I was going to talk to Rachel about this to not make her feel secluded, right? Like, oh, I get to go have fun, and you have to stay here with Judah. So, um, so I'm thinking about how to say this. I don't know why I was thinking, because it didn't work. Um, obviously, I had no knowledge, so therefore I could have no wisdom on how this conversation was going to go down. <laughs> so I, I say, Rachel. She's like, yeah. I said, um, so my friend invited me to play a game, and there's no room for you. What's funny is that's not what I thought I said. And she's like, okay. And I'm like, yeah, it's next weekend. Um, I could see anger boiling in her face. Saying to myself, oh, man, I messed this one up. And I'm like, well, it, it's just guys coming over. So, um, I mean, you can go if you want. Um, she's like, oh, so it's a guy's thing. And I'm like, yeah. It's a guy's thing. She's like, oh, why didn't you say that in the first place? I don't know. 
I still don't know to this day why I didn't start off with that. I was not act, I was unwise, as Candy says. I was very unwise. I didn't have any knowledge. I thought I had the knowledge on how I was going to talk about that situation. I didn't. I blew it. It was terrible. What does that have to do with wisdom? Well, like I said, I was unwise in how I did that. If I would have probably sought the Lord on how to word that, because guess what? He cares about little things like that. He cares about every little detail of your life. I could have been like, Lord, bro, father, help me out here so I don't mess this up. What do I need to say? How do I need to say it? Give me some EQ on this situation. Give me some emotional intelligence. I did not do that. I messed it up. Almost got thrown outside. What's the point of the story? Point is, ask God for wisdom. Believe you receive it. Don't waver. Don't doubt. No matter what you feel like, no matter what your thoughts are, no matter what the devil tries to tell you, because we don't even have to deal with our own thoughts. We got to deal with the devil. We got to deal with this flesh. Just, just ignore them. What does God say? What is God trying to tell you? Then go that way. Even if you go the long way, he'll still get you there. He'll still get you there. Amen? All right, did you guys get something tonight out of that? All right, on we stand up. All right, and let's just uh, pray to the Lord for a couple minutes here. Let's ask for some wisdom. You know, I don't know what situations you're in right now that you don't know what to do. Uh, maybe you need wisdom on it. Well, tonight's a perfect night to ask for it. Um, whatever, whether it be finances, kids, job, um, what you're dealing with on the inside, the Lord has wisdom for you. All we have to do is ask. So, Father God, we just come to you, and we start out with thanksgiving. Lord, we thank you for the, uh, the ability to talk to you. We thank you, Lord, that we have this opportunity to commune with you. And Father God, thank you, Lord, that we have, that you've given us a right to ask for wisdom. And you delight in giving us wisdom. Father God, so that's what we do. We ask for wisdom. Whatever situations uh, my brothers and sisters are in, whatever they need wisdom on, Father God, just give us the wisdom on it. We ask you in faith for it. And we will not waver, we will not doubt, and we will not be no double-minded in Jesus' name. Say this, say, I am not a double-minded person. Say it again, say, I am not a double-minded person. Say it one more time. Say, I am not a double-minded person. That was good, I messed up that one. Let's just say it one more time so that way I can end on a good note. I am not a double-minded person. You're not. You're a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. Even if you were 20 minutes before the service, you're not now. And if you mess up, just repent. Plead the blood, as Mark Hankins says. Plead the blood of Jesus. Ask for forgiveness and move on. That doesn't define you. What defines you is what the Bible says about you. And you're, you're a person of love. You're a person of faith. You're a person of wisdom. I mean, think about that. He lets you ask for wisdom. That's above anything else, in my opinion. That's a priceless gift. 
Because in wisdom is everything. In wisdom is how to walk in love. In wisdom is how to operate in faith. In wisdom is how to utilize his grace. Anything you need, it's priceless, really. It's a priceless gift that he gave us. So I'm going to start asking for more wisdom. How about you guys? Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more information about this ministry, visit faithheights.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. To sow into this ministry, visit faithheights.org and click on the Donate tab.